today. Republican lawmakers who want to protect children from puberty blockers and trans surgeries are being put on notice by the DOJ because this is the clown world that we live in. Also, mainstream media is still a dumpster fire, but it's Friday. At least we can laugh about it a little bit. We've got all that and more coming up, and it all starts right now. Welcome to the News and Why It Matters. Happy Friday. I am Sarah Gonzalez, today joined by uh, two Blaze TV contributors, John Doyle, host of Heck Off Commie, and uh, Yaku Buyans, host of The Bottom Line. Thank you both for being here. Um, it's going to be an interesting show because, uh, you know, we talk a lot about protecting the children, very big on protecting the children, whether it be uh, in the womb or out of the womb. Uh, turns out we really like protecting children, but it also turns out that the Democrats really don't like protecting children, whether it be in the womb or out of the womb. Uh, if you actually follow through with having your child, even though they'd not like for you to, uh, they want to make sure that they get their grasp on them so that they can indoctrinate them into their little cult. Uh, and White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki said yesterday that lawmakers who are working to protect minors from puberty blockers and transgender surgeries have been, quote, put on notice by the Department of Justice. This is, of course, after uh, Alabama just passed a very strong uh, parental rights bill and also just passed a, a, a bill that would ban doctors from mutilating children or putting them on puberty blockers if they identify as the opposite sex. It's just it's it's a bizarre world that we live in because I feel like this used to be something that was not controversial. Like we would all just agree that we shouldn't be doing that to minors. Now, Republican lawmakers are being put on notice by the administration and the Department of Justice that they are, I don't know, like they shouldn't be protecting children. Here is, uh, here's Jen Psaki talking about this yesterday, watch. Republican lawmakers are currently debating legislation that, among many things, would target trans use with tactics that threatens to put pediatricians in prison if they provide medically necessary life-saving health care for the kids they serve. Just like the extreme government overreach we've seen in Texas, where politicians have sent state officials into the homes of loving parents to investigate them for abuse just to harass and intimidate the LGBTQI plus community, today's vote in Alabama will only serve to harm kids. But Alabama's lawmakers and other legislators who are contemplating these discriminatory bills have been put on notice by the Department of Justice and the Department of Health and Human Services that laws and policies preventing care that health care professionals recommend for transgender minors may violate the Constitution and federal law. To be clear, every mm. major medical association agrees mm. that gender-affirming health care for transgender mm. kids is a best practice and potentially life-saving. Mm. Mm. Okay. That's riveting. That's riveting. Medically necessary, life-saving health care. Medically necessary, life-saving for a child to create irreversible damage, uh, especially when you're talking about the rate at which people then decide that they don't want to be trans anymore and detransition and Which, by can't. the way, is 95% of the time, according to even the APA's data, if you take a child who claims to be suffering from gender dysphoria, gender identity disorder, and you don't put them through any of these transitions, you just let them sort of age into mm -hmm. it, 95% of the time they go through puberty and they're like, oh, okay, never mind, this isn't the case. But I, I really just have a strong contempt for the way that they manipulate language. And you saw this with Roe v. Wade, too, where they said that it's you know necessary for the mother's life. And so we might hear the word life and we think that means like literally being 
being alive, but they define that broadly as like, oh, her experiences and what she wants to do. Same thing when, with this, when they say, you know, life-saving care. They don't mean like literally life-saving, like if they don't get it, they're going to die. What they're referring to is the fact that the suicide attempt rate for transgender people is 41%. And so the idea is, well, if we can give them these, these treatments, then they're not going to want to kill themselves, and therefore we will be saving lives. But this isn't true because... You know, these people, by the way, will watch this show and not care about anything that we have to say. They don't care about the opinions of conservatives, anyone who's even sympathetic to conservatism. They just disregard everything we say. But concurrently to that, they want us to believe that we're the reason that they're so depressed and suicidal is because we're just, you know, going on YouTube and we're just saying that, like, uh, a man in a dress is still a man. And they're like, oh, well, that's the opinion that just really gets under my skin and gets to me. But even if you look at transgender folks who say that being openly transgender has had no negative impact on their quality of life, their baseline suicide attempt rate is still 33% instead of 41%. Compare that to the general population, it's 0.5%. So clearly there's something very wrong here that can't be explained by just like how we're treating people. Even victims of bullying in school don't have a suicide attempt rate as high as the general transgender population who say even that 33% that it hasn't negatively impacted them. So there's a discussion as to what's actually going on here that these people are suppressing. And even what they're referring to is, you know, oh, the doctors all say this is right. That's not true. If you look at like the actual pamphlets that are passed out by HRC, ACLU, all these, you know, uh, organizations that are advocating for this, they even acknowledge that the research is, like, questionable at best, but they suppress anything that's, like, basically saying that, well, maybe we shouldn't be looking into this because it's perceived to be mean. These are not, like, actually scientific organizations. They're, like, political lobbying firms that substantiate their ideology through, like, biased data, basically. Mm -hmm. okay. okay. Sex is a weapon. Genesis 1, I will put enmity between you, woman, and, and Satan, and your seed. Sex, every one of us is sexual beings. You can't turn it off. They understand when you indoctrinate a child with sex, you will move the needle of this nation. Hitler said, give me the youth, I'll control the nation. Here's what's really going on. And I just came back from D.C. They will overplay their hand. Mm -hmm. What they really want in this nation, what they will settle for, and I want parents to hear this. They will settle for the age of consent being 13. They don't necessarily want to win the battle in kindergarten, but if they push you in kindergarten, you will concede the age of 13. And this is what we do consistently. They push egregiously against the Second Amendment to claim certain territory, and this is how they edge their way forward over time. Remember, Comprehensive Sex Ed came in and it was after the 10-year-old. The book Perfectly Normal was the first book in Comprehensive Sex Ed. It's for 10-year-olds. They saw quickly that, look, if they push us back here, because there's over 13 states now vying to lower the age of consent to 13. That's been for over four years. They're like, we better push parents at kindergarten, get them so fatigued at kindergarten, let them win a battle, DeSantis, at kindergarten. They'll concede the 13-year-old. They'll concede the 15-year-old. They'll bring the age of consent down. We'll get rid of statutory rape. This is how they move. And, and this is open conversation I'm having with people who are pro that side of the ledger. This is why they go, absolutely, we'll pick a Supreme Court justice that's going to confuse America, whether is it one or 100 or 6,000 porn images crosses the line. We will, just, we will push them at every level, and they will concede, because historically, shamefully, in a conservative movement, we concede. We go, you know what, just don't come for the kindergartner. What an absurd conversation to even be having. Mm. Kindergarten? Screw kindergarten. You're not touching 17 and under because that's statutory rape. Anything that aligns with that 17 and under. Our laws in sex trafficking is different for 17 and under, 18 and over. 
Forget about lo- those laws. The fact that Ketanji Brown today sits in the Supreme Court means I cannot take a child trafficking case that stemmed from porn, child porn with a predator that a child was normalized now indoctrinates a child online. I can't de- get that case under Clay Jenkins into the court in Dallas because the judge in Dallas says, well, the Supreme Court justice doesn't frown upon this. It trickles down all the way down into society. So I say this, you push back with everything you've got at every level. They want to come for kindergarten, you fight for 12th grade. You fight for every grade. You push them, you gotta, you got to wall up and dam up because my concern is we're about to concede anything above the age seven. Mm. And we're just fighting for, for, yeah. for three to five, yeah. three to seven. And eight, nine, ten-year-old boys, we're about to concede it because we're fatigued. I, you know, you bring up a, a great point. I was just, um, I think I retweeted it earlier. I saw something that was from a New Jersey school that was, it, it was a video explaining that porn is not necessarily a bad thing to watch. Now, this is for elementary school. So, you know, nine-year-olds are watching this and it says, you know, porn, everyone, everyone watches it. Um, but just, just make sure to know porn isn't real. It's not real life. And that was supposed to be the lesson that it was telling people. And I had multiple people in the comments say, well, porn is just, a, I mean, it, they're going to have access to it. It's best that they know that it's not real, right? Like they're, they're t- teaching them a valuable lesson. And I'm like, okay. To your point, Yaku, I'm thinking in my head, I guess maybe I could understand having that conversation if we're talking about teenagers who sh- like are driving and maybe have a need for a-, a cell phone or whatever so that you can get in touch with them. But why in the hell are we just laying down and letting them walk all over us when we're talking about a nine-year-old? Why would a nine-year-old have access to this stuff unless a parent wasn't doing their damn job? Yes, it's like, I- I'm not, I'm not yeah. willing to just say, oh, okay, well, because society is just complete degenerate trash, I guess it's best that I just teach him that it isn't real life, and that's the lesson to be learned here. He makes a really good point about this, too, with uh, the fact that conservatives need to actually push back. And yeah. I've, I've been optimistic in seeing the way that this has played out because we're now using the word groomer and pedophile as, like, pejoratives, which, of course, they are. Mm-hmm. But it's almost like our racist. Like, forever, they've called us racist. It's for true. Exactly. <laughs> and so you really need to just spam B on that one. And anyone who is even sympathetic to the idea that, yep. like, the age of consent... There's zero tolerance. Zero. Call zero. Call them a pedophile. There's no argument. There's zero. You can't just be sympathetic to it. You are entertaining no. the foundations to be built for children to be exploited like that. And the problem is, conservative. any conservative you talk to will say, I'm tired of losing. Why have we lost for 100 years? Mm-hmm. But because all they know is losing, they are uncomfortable with what it will actually take to win because they're just not familiar with it and therefore they're uncomfortable with it. And so we really just need to accept that in order to actually win and start to march down the field in the other direction, you might have to do things that might make you uncomfortable, like calling your coworker a pedophile hey, if they're sympathetic to this legislation. No greater love than a brother laying his life down. If it takes life, then it's worth it. It's worth it. And I'll say this to you. For the person who says, well, porn doesn't hurt anybody, and it's not real, guys. You know what's real? The chemical reaction in the brain that gets woken up in a five-year-old that was supposed to be dormant until he was 12. When the natural progression of the hormone cycle, now you're fast-tracking that hormone, that kid now looks at women and boys differently forever. Mm. And he will, because they're inquisitive, go explore. They want them to. He will go, just anybody that's watching this show, just disclaimer, watch out. Just go into YouTube and type in the word anal sex. Please, YouTube, free. You're going to see gang rape on a woman. 
That's what we want seven-year-olds to see. Oh, but it's not real. But somehow he needs to now respect women, respect his wife one day, mm -hmm. be a good father, all of a sudden live, you know, you know, without having multiple affairs or being dysfunctional to society. May I remind you that there's not been a single serial killer recorded in history that was not also a porn addict. Mm. Porn destroys and they're pushing these kids to go, oh, it's not, it's not real. Oh, it's very real. It's very real in the chemical makeup of the human body. It's very real. They're activating things these kids are not ready to handle yet. Grown married couples are struggling dealing with sex. Yeah. That, it's, it is interesting, too. I mean, I think uh, there's a lot of people I see in the conservative movement um, who want to call for this moral high ground that they think that we still can continue to have. And like, well, we just, we're just going to rise above. You don't want to call them names. That might hurt their feelings. And it's like, what is, are we really at the place now where you find it more offensive to call out a groomer for being a groomer than you do uh, the fact that they are literally trying to indoctrinate your children sexually? Like, wh yeah. which one is more offensive They're here? They're rationalizing their cowardice to be a virtue. Like, yeah. I'm better than them because I'm not, like, going to do anything to fight yeah. back. It's just really disgusting. It's like, it's so pathetic. you don't want to fight for your children. Okay. Okay, well, the rest of us do, and uh, we didn't start this war, but we're definitely going to finish it. And if you don't have the capacity for that, get off the bus at the next stop. Yeah, if you're not comfortable with calling a pedophile a pedophile, you're really going to be uncomfortable with what happens next. Yeah, and, it's, and it's stop 100%. redefining. Love is not a feeling. It's not an emotion. Love is, is, is unconditionally, and it's painful. Sex is sex. Let's redefine a pedophile for a pedophile. And here's the deal. The DOJ. Let me tell you something, DOJ. We're investigating you. Every single member of the DOJ, everybody in the FBI, make sure we don't find child porn on your computer, okay? Because we're coming for you. Mm -hmm. Remember, the NGOs in this country fight this fight, not the government. Donald Trump was the only president that fought this fight. This current guy is part of the problem and his family, and so were all the others. We're coming for you. Let us not find you in the Hunter Biden pact that you're in extorting and indoctrinating children. Mm. So tell me you're coming for us. We're coming for you, man. Uh, well, that was uh, quite the conversation. I think this this uh, sponsor could not be better timed. So I want to thank them very quickly. Headspace, uh, if your mind has just been like sprinting for years on end, you've got stress, anxiety, fatigue, and it's just starting to really erode your mental health. I know you're listening to the news and you're like, I'm going to go insane and my head is going to explode. Uh, well, look, it's time to adopt some small daily practices that are going to have a huge impact on your long-term happiness and well-being. And it's not turning yourself trans. It's actually very easy to learn with Headspace. This is scientifically proven to help you manage your feelings and your mental health. And uh, in fact, a recent study just proved in two weeks, Headspace can reduce your stress by 14%. The world is stressful, all right? Uh, whether you want to relieve stress, anxiety, sleep better, improve your focus, whatever the case may be, Headspace is your everyday dose of mindfulness for real life. However you're feeling, you got to go try Headspace at headspace.com slash news. You'll get one month free of their entire mindfulness library. This is, by the way, this is the best Headspace offer available. You got to go there. It is headspace.com slash news. Conservative writer and commentator Amber Athey was actually fired from a radio job and accused of being a racist after joking about Kamala Harris and the suit that she wore. Uh, d d let me just... I want to back up here for a second. So yeah, so here's the here's the joke. Go ahead and show the joke. This is a uh, Kamala looks like a UPS employee. What can Brown do for you? Nothing good apparently. So this was um, 
in case you maybe there's a younger generation who it doesn't isn't aware of what the reference was to. But UPS, this was a slogan that they used all the time in commercials. What can Brown do for you? Obviously referring to the brown outfit that they wear, that all of their drivers wear. Uh, apparently, this upset a lot of people. So Amber worked at uh, a DC talk radio station, WMAL, and was fired after making this joke, but it wasn't immediate. Uh, and so I, to, I wanted to bring Amber on so that she could explain exactly what happened in this because uh, it seems a whole lot like it goes to the conversation we were just having, gentlemen, that conservatives are often so willing to just roll over and play along with the left and go along with their cancel culture and uh, start accusing people of being racist, even though they're not, and they're not willing to fight back against all of this. Uh, Amber, welcome to the program. This is Amber uh, Athey, Washington editor of The Spectator. Amber, tell us, it, like, how did this all play out? Because there was a time, uh, there was like a, a time lapse in when they actually fired you and this tweet. So what happened? Yeah, first of all, thanks so much for having me. And you're right. Initially, nobody had a problem with the tweet because obviously in the context of the State of the Union, it's clearly about Kamala's suit that she was wearing. But a couple of days later, I was involved in this separate debate about transgender children and specifically whether or not they should be able to get medical interventions, whether things like puberty blockers or hormone therapy or surgical interventions. Um, to transition, even though they're minors. And I'm opposed to things like that. That really upset some people on the left. So they started digging through my Twitter history to try mm. to find something to silence me. And they landed on this Kamala tweet. They screenshotted it and started posting it around with the implication that the what can Brown do for you comment was about Kamala's skin color as opposed to her outfit. And that was when they started sending emails to my various employers demanding that they fire me. And the spectator, to their credit, laughed and deleted the emails and actually mocked some of the people who were trying to get them to fire me. Whereas the radio station, WMAL, which is owned by Cumulus Media, called me a week later and told me that I was going to be terminated effective immediately for violating the company's social media policy. Uh, so violating the company's social media policy, how? It's a great question. I still am not entirely clear on which portion of the social media policy I actually violated because they wouldn't tell me. My guess is that there's this one vague point in it that talks about basically not doing anything that brings harm to yourself or to the company, which is obviously kind of like a CYA policy to make sure that they can fire you for anything and then you have no recourse. But I think it's also important to point out that on this phone call, they did describe the Kamala tweet as racist as well. So they apparently agreed with this really dishonest interpretation of what I said. Wow. This is incredible that, um, you know, look, we, Amber, I know you, you, weren't, you weren't on with us when we just had our last segment, but we were just talking about uh, the issue of trans children, uh, trans surgeries, uh, you know, giving them puberty blockers and how the administration is now what they're saying the DOJ is putting all of these Republican lawmakers on notice. And you seem to have a lot of people on the right uh, who are not willing to call this 
stuff out for what it is and just kind of go along because they don't want to say anything mean. Uh, and this is where it gets us, right? This is where it gets us is that we keep sitting, sitting around, rolling over, letting them control the show and saying, well, we don't want to be mean. But these people, uh, in your case, are contacting your employer and literally trying to ruin your life because you said the con now controversial statement that I don't think that children should be uh, given like puberty blockers or, or create irreversible damage to their bodies if they're going through a phase. I mean, they, they're literally trying to ruin your life over it. And some people are still like, yeah, we should probably sit on the sidelines for this. Yeah, it's pretty mind blowing over the past week. You know, the same time that I went public with what happened to me, I saw a bunch of people on the right saying, well, we can't call them groomers. That's not very nice. And they're, you know, we don't know if they actually want to groom kids, blah, blah, blah. And I'm sitting here thinking, like, what happened to me is such a warning sign of how the left will just use any false accusation to destroy people. I mean, they did the same thing to uh, Justice Breck by calling the idea. We think we're having some technical issues. Uh, we will try to uh, to get Amber back on, but I just it's just incredible to watch these conservatives sit here and see what's happening to their own kind and still not be willing to get in the fight. I'm telling you, the most dangerous enemy you can ever face is the one that's in your camp. Yeah. And this is with this. Well, that's is why I where, say who who needs enemies with friends like yeah, these? This is what I what I said earlier. We concede. We, no, this should not be conceded. Here, Amber comes on in her own right. This is not a racial comment. Actually, I took Clearly UPS's, not a racial joke. I took UPS's commercial. <laughs> it's like it was just, their own know, slogan. This is where the right should draw a line and go, we're going to stand with it like we stood with Rogan, mm -hmm. which, which was way more egregious, right? You could argue. This is, and, and we should fortify around those who are truly about truth. What is the truth? The truth is she's not racist. The truth is she's talking about, hey, apparently, you know, a commercial that could air publicly, which she's talking about was not that egregious until they found out that she's, oh, against puberty blockers. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden, let's go on some witch hunt like they did with John Gruden, like they did with Rogan. Let's go find something in your history. And this is what I mean with we concede. We should not concede this. We should fortify around her as conservatives and say, no, it was not a racial comment. It was about the women's clothing yeah. that aligns with a company who has gone woke, by the way. Right. So also, yeah. even if you view it through the racial lens, like what can Brown do for you? It gets you the vice presidency, does it not? Like they didn't pick <laughs> Gillibrand. Point. They didn't pick uh, Elizabeth Warren. Like. I mean, it Get works a Supreme out. Court okay, justice right. seat. Yeah, true. Well, they seem to want to like use that as their entire identity. Like instead of just having a personality or having convictions or having principles, they, they literally use their skin color as their entirety of their being. But you're, as John, you just pointed out, even if you viewed it for, through a racial lens, like you're not allowed to do yeah, that as like, well. Like she was talking with, uh, I guess they call it like a black scent when she was campaigning. She's half Indian and half Jamaican, and she was trying to insert herself into black American culture, and it worked. It was just, it was not good. Yeah, um, so Am I'm not sure if we're gonna be able to get Amber, Amber back here, um, but I want to make sure, in case we don't, that everyone knows where they can follow her. It is Amber underscore Athey. Uh, it's A-T-H-E-Y. Um, so make sure to follow her on social media. Luckily, she still has the, the Washington editor uh, position at The Spectator. But, I mean, these people are trying to ruin your life for 
not doing any of these things uh, that, that they accuse you of. These people are actually trying to indoctrinate our children, and we're just like, eh. But you know, it's something interesting. The point this proves, it was never about COVID. It was never about the virus. It was never about safety and harming people. It was just, COVID was just an opportunity. Mm -hmm. It was just a tool. Now the next opportunity is sexualizing children. And the next opportunity will be something else. It's whenever you would go against their MO, yeah. they will cancel you. They will call you names. And this is why I keep saying we conceded in COVID. We closed the church's doors. We say, okay, it's not about that. It they want you to follow suit. They want to dominate and dictate your life. Well, and to your point, I mean, they're talking about ending Title 42, but you still have to wear a mask every time you get on a plane. Yeah. yeah. It's on. really interesting, too, that you bring that up because throughout like world history, <laughs> sexual liberation has always been used by elite classes to basically control their populations, yeah. like literally throughout the history of the world, because you can either, I think, as a human being, you have you know your desires and you have the truth and you can conform one to the other. Yes. Because if you aren't in control of your desires, then the truth is always going to be viewed through that lens and you can never really know the truth truth but if you're in total control then you can best arrive at the truth and then actually like flourish within that framework and so people won't be able to push back against tyranny if they don't even know what's going on in the world around them so yeah it's a total uh top-down agenda to get people basically all messed up yeah mm -hmm. uh amber you just made it for the end of our for the end of our conversation i don't know what technology man uh sometimes it can be a real pain <laughs> but i want to i want to ask you one last question on this um as we were talking i was thinking are have you is there any chance of like a lawsuit? Have you consulted an attorney on whether or not you have a case? Because this is pretty egregious. Yeah, so the reason it took me so long to come forward, it was about a month between the time I was fired and when I shared my story was because I had talked to a couple of different lawyers and was also giving the other WMAL hosts the opportunity to try to work behind the scenes to get me my job back, which is ultimately all we really wanted. And after exhausting all of those options, that was when I decided that I needed to tell people what happened to hopefully try to like cause enough pain to cumulus that they think twice before they do this to any other uh, members of their team. Yeah, it's true because I mean, we see this all the time. We saw this with uh, Harry's Razors, who mm -hmm. they had what, a guy with like seven followers uh, mm -hmm. complain about Michael Knowles and the entire company was just like, yeah, I guess we should just totally stop that relationship because some random person on Twitter complained about it. Uh, it's just fascinating to see them do this. Right, I mean, the people who complained have never listened to WML, probably mm -hmm. didn't even know what it was until they decided that I needed to be canceled. And yet they have, the company has outsourced their personnel decisions to random strangers on the internet who aren't even fans of their programming. It really is just creating some very perverse incentive structures for corporations. And the only way I think to really stop this crazy cancel cultures for people to stop, start fighting back instead of fading quietly into the night and letting corporations just abuse them. Yeah. Amen. Uh, well, Amber, we are, uh, we're wishing you the best. Where can everyone find you? They can find me on Twitter at Amber underscore AC or at the spectator spectatorworld.com. I have a promo code for subscriptions, Amber, and I have a couple of other projects coming out. So just stay tuned for that. I, I'm keeping myself pretty busy. Good, good. Well, we are glad to hear it because we definitely need your voice in the fight. Thank you so much, Amber. Thanks, Sarah.
Uh, all right. So before we uh, before we go to gr- to break, want to thank our sponsor, Patriot Mobile. So look, we're we're talking about all of these corporations going woke, uh, tormenting their employees with leftist propaganda, funding organizations who like really actually want to see the demise of this country as we know it. Traditional values they want out the window. This is why we are proud to partner with Patriot Mobile. They are America's only Christian conservative cell phone provider. They have the same nationwide coverage as all the major carriers. It's the same service that you're going to be getting. But you also have the peace of mind that your money is actually supporting the things that you believe in, like free speech, life, liberty. These should not be controversial, but they are these days. All right. Patriot Mobile has plans to fit any budget. They've got 100 percent U.S. based customer support. Uh, And Patriot Mobile shares your values. They're going to use a portion of your money that you are paying in your bill to support organizations that are fighting for religious freedom, constitutional rights, sanctity of life and uh, all of the other conservative values. you got to go to PatriotMobile.com slash news. You will get free access activation with the offer code news. By the way, if you are a veteran or first responder, uh, you will get a, a special discount on top of their already reasonably priced plan. So you got to go there. It is patriotmobile.com slash news. That is patriotmobile.com slash news. University of Chicago's Institute of Politics had a disinformation and erosion of democracy conference and decided, I don't know why, they decided to have Brian Stelter, uh, the, the, the beautiful, the young, beautiful woman, Brian Stelter, uh, on their stage. Again, I, I don't know if it's for him to talk about how easily it is to get disinformation out to the general population. Oh, man, look at that. That is a beautiful one right there. Uh, but it, <laughs> look, there were a couple college kids. If you have not seen these clips, I'm going to play one of them. I encourage you to go look at the other ones that are out there. A couple college kids who asked these people legitimately good questions. And it was very fascinating to see uh, just a college kid, just a regular old college kid, reading a question that made Brian Stelter look like a complete moron. So you know that we have to play it if it makes Brian Stelter look like a complete moron, which, to be fair, is very easy to do, but also amusing. So let's watch that. You've all spoken extensively about Fox News being a purveyor of uh, disinformation, uh, but CNN is right up there with them. They pushed the Russian collusion hoax. They pushed the Jesse Smollett hoax. They smeared Justice Kavanaugh as a rapist, and they also smeared Nick Sandman as a white supremacist. And yes, they dismissed the Hunter Biden laptop affair as pure Russian disinformation. Uh, With mainstream corporate journalists becoming little more than uh, apologists and cheerleaders for the regime, is it time to finally declare that the, uh, the canon of journalistic ethics is dead or no longer operative. It's too bad. It's time for lunch. <laughs> you have 30 seconds. No, I mean, right. there's, a, there's a clock that says 30 seconds. But, but I think my honest answer to you, and I will, I'll come over and talk in more detail after this, I bet you will. is that I think you're describing a different channel than the one that I watch. Uh, but I understand that that is a popular right-wing narrative about CNN. I think it's important when we talk about shared reality and democracy, mm. all these networks, all these news outlets have to defend democracy. Mm. And when they screw up, admit it. Uh, but when Benjamin Hall, the Fox correspondent, was wounded in Ukraine, the news crews at CNN and the New York Times stopped what they were doing, and they what tried to that help. Have to do with the they question? tried to help him get out of the country. They tried to find the dead crew members. That's what news outlets do. That's how they actually do work together to your question about sharing those kinds of connections and trust. But we don't talk about it enough, though. And with regards to the regime, you, I think you mean the President Biden? The last time I spoke with a Biden aide, we yelled at each other. So that's the reality of the news business that people don't see 
that people don't hear. They imagine that it's a, a situation that simply is not. But I think your question, it speaks to the failure of journalism to show our work and show the reality of how our profession operates. Profession. <sighs> These people consider themselves the most important people in the history of the world. He's yeah. talking about, it, it's our job to defend democracy. It's like, it's just your job to Democracy's report. Democracy's cringe. I think, by <laughs> the way. It's your job to report the, the facts. Like, I think that's that it. kid watches my videos. I, he had, really? I think so. His speech pattern and the way he called it, like, the regime, which is, of course, something that a lot of people say, but it makes me feel better to think that maybe he's watching my videos. <laughs> but that's John, like, you take that victory. I will. You know, as a matter of fact, paid, I will. You, I want uh, you to I have mean, it. these people are just so, I want you they to have, have no self-awareness uh, well, at yeah, all. Of course, he's defending democracy, because what democracy actually actually means in the 21st century, uh, which of course is because of technology, like this is just inevitable and this is why our founding fathers did not like democracy, but democracy is just when the ruling class in the state uses their adjacent media apparatuses, which exist as like basically propaganda factories, and they compel the masses to all support a particular narrative, whether it's Black Lives Matter or COVID or whatever, they brainwash these people, and then they hold a vote on it, and then they call the outcome of that vote legitimate because, well, you consented to it, you voted on it, but it's like you, you brainwash them, so now people like us who actually actually are independent thinkers are affected by that because everyone, you know, their votes count and everything's the same and everything like that. So it's very dishonest. And, you know, I've had a whole barrage of hit pieces about me, actually, in the last few days because uh, these journalists are like literally the scum of the earth. I mean, they take everything out of context because they're just little good little lapdogs for a regime that hates them. And one of the things that they said was that John Doyle has said uh, that women shouldn't be allowed to vote. And then they posted a screenshot of what I said, which was someone asked me, you know, thoughts on women voting. And I said, well, I don't think that anyone should really have a right to vote. I mean, the founding fathers said that there should be prerequisites. And and I think that they were right about that. And it's like a normal person would agree with me. Yeah. But with John when we can be on your vote, it's like, <laughs> you should be in jail. <laughs> Yucker. <laughs> <laughs> but, but you had a victory with Brian Stelter. Yeah, Look, tr sure. Trump was, Trump Look, was right that, that this that type of crap, yeah. those people Look, are the enemy the bar is of so the people. Low. The bar is so low, Sarah. I know. For Brian Stelter to say, look how good CNN is. When an American citizen got shot in a foreign country, we stopped. That that's not an accomplishment. That's like a human duty. That's just it normal. It also like wasn't what, him. What has that like got to do? No, but even so, what even is that? There, Brian. That's got nothing to do with CNN. I mean, so that's not an accomplishment. That's just normal. Okay, kids know to do that. So the bar is so low for these folks, but there's no oversight. That's the mm -hmm, issue. Mm -hmm. They intentionally, to your point, they will intentionally go find something like Amber, what we just saw, mm -hmm. right, Amber? They will intentionally go find something to spin to say John is against women voting when John never said that. Again, I'm going to... In their I'm defense, gonna, I have said that, but the screenshot they used wasn't <laughs> that. So, like, hey, I'll have integrity. I have said that, however... No, I'm going to smack you. Many I mean, people have said no, that. But, but, no, but you, I, know, as, I, I know where you are. I know where you are. But, but the point is there's no oversight. They're running rampant. They have become hired guns for political campaign. They're PR agencies. And Stelter and Cuomo and all those. And look, sometimes even on the right, they just they cower. And I go back to... They'll dance, they're puppet masters. They have overlords, and if the piper plays the music, they will dance. Yeah, I, I wanna play one more for you that just, a great uh, example of how bad CNN is. Um, this is Gloria Borger, they were talking, what was this, I think it was yesterday, they were talking about Ketanji Brown Jackson being confirmed by the Senate, and this is the, the same people who treated Kavanaugh 
like he was a gang rapist, tried to destroy his entire life, his family, his livelihood, his children, now want to tell you that Republicans are rude because like one of them was late to show up to this and also Lindsey Graham wasn't wearing the right tie and they're really rude, guys, watch. One thing I noticed, as you did too, Victor, was that Republicans, by and large, could not leave that chamber quickly enough. Mm -hmm. And I think it was rude. And yeah. I think it was rude, it was rude. that uh, Rand Paul was late. Maybe he had oh, a late flight, no. so we'll give him that excuse. But, I oh. mean, the fact, and Ali Zaslov and our Hill team is reporting that yeah. Lindsey Graham uh, wasn't wearing the required tie. Oh, so no. we had to vote from, uh, from outside the, oh, the chamber and the cloakroom. Okay. Um, but this is a moment like in Graham, history. So and you want to show up. <laughs> Fire. Whether Get you agree with the outcome or not. Oh. You need to pay this woman the respect that she is due. Oh. And you okay. need to do that for any Supreme Court nominee. Really? Oh, really? Huh. You need to pay any Supreme Court nominee the respect that they are due. Huh. Interesting. Is that a thing that like we just decided right now? You this know, week? You know, Brett Kavanaugh's hands up saying, hey, uh, yeah. I've, I've got some overdue respect. Yeah. You know, I, they're in debt to him for the res on the respect ledger. It's disgusting the way that these people operate. I'm not going to respect a Supreme Court justice that's pro-child porn. Sorry. Will not happen. Uh, and, and by the way, this is the same crowd that would have the, their, their white hats sit down when the president of the United States is speaking in complete disrespect to Donald Trump, a complete, absolute disdain to him. Even when people are awarded the Medal of Honor for serving this nation, they can't. They just can't get themselves to, to even, you know, clap. Yeah. So don't come talk to me from some high ground that you've ever cared about human life or human beings. You don't. You care about yourself. Yeah, I, I would actually think, I think the, the Republicans who stood up and cheered and clapped for this woman are the disgusting ones. Yeah, well, that's the thing, too, is nobody is happier to have a black woman on the Supreme Court than Republicans because they just want any opportunity to be like, see, we're not racist. One struggle. She's a black queen. And it's like even <laughs> even a lot of Democrats, you know, they like it for the ideology. But Republicans are looking for any excuse to not be racist. We yeah. need to turn the tables so that Democrats are looking for any excuse to not be called a pedophile. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we're looking at you, Mitt Romney. We gotta He's take a, a break. We'll be back. Is it, is it, no. Oh, well, you know what? Blanket carpet bomb. Everyone who disagrees. Yeah, I mean, with I'm us. fine with it. Yeah. He, well, he confirmed her. Better. Just reported earlier this week, there is a man that uh, will no longer face criminal charges. This goes with our conversation that we're talking about. This dad will no longer face criminal charges that he was facing for calling a leftist activist a groomer. This is, uh, this is Harry Jackson, a, uh, a black dad with a child who attends a prestigious magnet school who opposed far-left activist quest to abolish the school's admissions exam in the name of equity. He was facing four misdemeanors after uh, a gentleman who wanted all of these tests abolished filed complaints against him. So Jackson had is exactly what we're talking about. He sent a tweet uh, accusing this gentleman of grooming behavior after Torico, the, the gentleman who wanted the test abolished, attended an online PTSA meeting for the school where he does not have a child and interacted with a student leader. 
Um, so this was a criminal charge for uh, defamation. And apparently now the uh, the prosecutors told the judge that they would not seek to move forward with these charges. It's working, guys. It's working. Push. Keep doing it. Push. And the next step, too, is when we take power to go after those libel laws and expand them to include things like racist, white nationalists, all the things that they call us because we can't sue for defamation because it's like it's it's tricky. But if we open those laws up so you could go after journalists for doing things like that, they would stop. They would cower back into the pits they're that cowards. spawned they're, them. They're cowards, the stouters of the world. That guy would, sc would scream for his mommy if anybody had to walk up on him. They're cowards. And this is what I want people to understand. You, you proverbially smash the bully in the mouth and the whole playground cheers for you. Or you cower to the bully and he just keeps going. Yeah. And unfortunately, yes, I did as a young kid physically smash the bully in the mouth because my grandpa said, I smash you unless you hit the bully. Right. And <laughs> wow. so this is just the culture I came from. And so I'm not saying physical violence, but you push back because they're cowards. All of them. And unfortunately, even the Mitt Romneys. Some in our, some of the wolves in sleep's clothing mm -hmm. here. Lindsey Graham's, they're cowards. Push. Yeah, I mean, hard. so so you. Oh, I'm John feeling is with good. us. Yeah, John yeah. Is push back. Make America great again. Do your ancestors <laughs> proud. <laughs> well, I mean, to your point, John. At at the break, we were. Uh, I said we're talking about you, Mitt Romney, and you're like, wait, are we? Is Mitt Romney a pedophile? And it's like, well. If we're going with what you just he's said, aligning with which him. right, which is he's sympathizing with a judge who uh, is saying it's okay because now we have the internet, yeah. so it's more easily accessible. This is not federalism. This is not tax policy. This is the innocence of children. You yeah. aren't allowed to be a fence sitter on that issue. If you are sitting back, you are allied with the enemy. But I tell you this: the first time Mitt Romney's granddaughter is approached by a predator online. Mitt will call organizations like ours and say, help, help, help. This is literally, they're, they're selling themselves out for the political class. That is a coward. They're selling their children out, really. That's what I would say. Yeah, it, but the hypocrisy, they want their kids to be safe. They don't want their kids to be groomed. They don't want their right. kids to fall into sex trafficking. Oh, now you look like George Clooney now. I want to protect my house, but we can't protect the country. We should, I was just at the White House. You know, we're building a wall now. There's a new wall going around the White House, but there's no wall on the border. I mean, it's insane. the most insane. popular president. It's insane. Yeah. Yeah. Who would want to? Well, because everyone want just wants him? to look in there and, oh, there he is, there he is, there he is. And it's just like, guys, he's got work to do. I mean, we're building back better. We're <laughs> going to have to build a wall because this is just getting to be too much of a tourist hotspot. <laughs> no, actually, they want to protect the White House from, uh, you know, it's a people's mean, house. Mean, mean people with red hats on that might mm -hmm. go in and yeah. do what they did, uh, you know elsewhere make and America great. like wave <laughs> flags and stuff. I love make because it's it's so ominous. Yeah, right. Just make America. What does that mean? Donald, what are you telling me to do? <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, oh, this sorry. guy, you will never find a, a bigger Trump fan than this guy right here. Loyalty. It's the only relevant political virtue. I love that man. <laughs> All right, we got to take a break. We'll be back. <laughs> 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 All right, if you have gotten to the conclusion of this program and you have not yet gone to wherever you get your audio podcasts, subscribed, rated, and reviewed the program, the podcast, I don't know what the hell you're doing here. I don't know what you're doing here. Mm -hmm. That's a great I, point. I disavow you.
I don't really. We're happy that you're here. But we really would appreciate it if you would go over and do that. It will help us in the algorithm, which we know uh, is not always kind to conservatives. And more people can find our show and less people are going to be watching Joy Reid, which is always a good thing. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I'm just saying if you are uh, if you are not if you are pro uh, what are the things she said? Pro rape. Pro-child <laughs> pro marriage, mm -hmm. all of those things, then you want to be watching Joy Reid. If you're not, then you want to join us. So just saying, just go leave a review. Mm -hmm. uh, you also may see it read live on air like the one today from Meg Nelson 53 who said, way better than CNN. I listen every day and love Sarah and all the guests. Had a great chuckle the other day when Apple Podcasts decided to run an ad for CNN Plus before the show started. <laughs> Nobody listening to the news and why it matters will be subscribing to CNN's latest hot pile of garbage. <laughs> that actually is great because you know that that is money completely wasted. Mm. It's advertising money completely wasted, Just which like we like to see. That's also a great point. Uh, thanks for being here, guys. Stream and subscribe to more Blaze Media content at theblaze.com slash podcasts.